morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is a White Rose Transmission and Jasmine Tea. It's a time for sharing divine feminine wisdom, messages, musings that come through me, Dr. Cheryl Berry. It's how I'm being guided at this time to share acquired wisdom through my human journey as well as divine wisdom that flows through me from my higher self and my guidance team. It's really a time to come into sacred space as sacred sisters and sacred brothers, to be inspired and to reignite your own divine feminine wisdom, your intuition, which we all have, whether we're male or female. So may this serve you under the law of grace in your highest and best, bringing forth God's love and divine truth for, for your journey. Blessed be. So good afternoon. It is Sunday, April 23rd. And my guidance has been wanting me to come talk about the fire and the flame. So we're going to burn a little bit of holy wood to honor honor the fire, the flame, and the wisdom. And may all that comes through today be held in the highest and the highest and best for you to receive in terms of your guidance. So blessed be. So this has been coming in for for a few weeks and I've been receiving um, like bullet points of memories of um, even just images, um, an aspect of a movie. And I was like, I'm how am I going to bring this forward? This is always how, how things have been coming in, but I feel even more so. I mean, you feel it more so today because last night I finally felt I was being asked to reframe, reframe how you're viewing all of this and come to that point of your own personal experience of, of the firewalk, which was where this all began, was how this first image came through. And so um, I was like, Wow. So before I even dive dive into that, um, I want to to ask that we just open up our own hearts and our own receiving, and that this may serve you to look at your own life in a way of potentially re reframing things and being able to see from a higher perspective and to see how things that may feel like it um, could potentially burn and create wounds are really an opportunity and a gift to bring us the divine wisdom that the soul has been seeking and what the soul has come here to receive. So with this, um, I'm going to back up a little bit. So 
I think it was Thursday, um, I was receiving just, okay, this is how it's going to flow. And I felt called to actually write it and create a, a blog with it. And I was being guided to also go into the forest. And it was all of these F words that kept coming through. And I was like, okay, what is the meaning with that? Well, F is the sixth letter of the alphabet. And in Lemuria, that is mastery. And then I think it was yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, I was reading something and, and new words were popping out of the, off the page. It was like they were beginning with the letter E. And I kept, I kept seeing that. And so I decided I'm just going to go with it and go with the flow of that and just kind of see what starts coming through and just writing down the words with the letter, the letter E. And the letter E, though, is the fifth letter of the alphabet, which in Lemurian numerology is love. So it's the mastery of love. So um, that's what I feel the ultimate um, guidance is, the ultimate message is that as we walk our human path, we are on this road of mastery of how love is really all that is, it's all that we are, it's all that is around us and all of our experience are meant to be. Whether it feels like that in the moment or not, it's the beauty that love can alchemize. Love can alchemize that experience and bring it into, into wisdom and a beautiful gift that not only the soul receives in its, in its ability to learn and grow and evolve, but also we get to give back to the creator. So the creator grows and expands and evolves as well. So the firewalk, my firewalk. This is a literal firewalk. It's not a metaphor. Um, this was, and I started thinking about it, this was 30 years ago and I was, I was quite surprised to even be able to say that it was 30 years ago. There was a, a catalyst before this even started, and, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this in another podcast. Um, I was working as a program director in cardiac rehab for a phase three program, which is considered outpatient versus inpatient in the hospital. And so there was a number of us who were exercise physiologists who had these, um, these phase three programs that were out in the community. Um, I happened to wear a few different hats at that time too. I was not only a program director, but I did. I was a coordinator for education. I was a coordinator for testing. So I worked with a, um, a cardiologist, but I also was trying to um, create a, um, education programs that we could take out into the community. <clears throat> so one of my, my colleagues, uh, and I remember her name was Barbara, and um, she was very much into yoga and stress management and relaxation. And we would, we would talk about that. And she wanted to go to this, this um, evening, this evening workshop visual, visualization that was going to be at one of the hospitals. <clears throat> and I said, yeah, I'll go with you. And we were in this big auditorium and I don't remember who was speaking. I, I'm sure she was either a psychologist, counselor of some sort. <clears throat> and she invited us to do a meditation and then to um, visualize 
us in our most ideal state, our ideal presence of, of being. And so we did it. And then Barbara was like, oh my gosh, you know? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I felt like I could do it. But she had this like epiphany. She had this experience of, and, and I have to preface this because not only was she into yoga and, and I was into doing lots of exercise and, and fitness, but she, um, she did a lot of rock climbing her and her boyfriend would go out rock climbing and had some, I mean, a little bit dangerous situations, even where she had to like stay overnight on like a ledge, <clears throat> which is not something I would want to do. My experience with, you know, would be more hiking. I've gone backpacking with my brothers. Um, and really, I experienced a little bit of trying doing some rock climbing. It was like, this isn't this isn't what I wanted to do. I, I wasn't into using the ropes, and that that is what her <clears throat> um, her her fun her fun was. <clears throat> so she saw herself. Um, I don't want to say too much about it, but it was a callus for my own experiences. She saw herself, you know, looking over this cliff and having clarity and um, with what she was to do to be of service to, to people and to Mother Earth. And it sparked something in me that I, I was surprised because I'd always felt a connection with spirit, but that's not what I saw. When I had my visualization, I saw me as just really fit, highly educated, you know, and it was like, it was missing that, that spiritual piece that she was conveying and she was speaking of. And I had my own image coming to my, it was like, she was catalyzing and initiating me, activating me in that moment. And I ended up holding on to that when when I heard about the firewalk. So the, the chiropractor, my first chiropractor, <clears throat> he had mentioned um, this event. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think one of his other 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 people had had um, shared with him. And he's like, I think you would really like to do this. And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it verbally, but I'm thinking, I don't know why you would think I would want to do this, but I'm going along with just listening about it and going, okay, well, let me know when you do that, <laughs> right? So I don't know how many months may have passed. And um, he was sharing this with, actually my, my ex-husband was present too. And, and we were hearing about it. And because I'd had this experience later with this spiritual catalyst, which, which was an Indian princess, a vision of this Native American Indian woman who had a sense of um, leadership and vision and clarity and connection to, to her people, the people she was connected to, as well as the land. So as I'm holding this, and now I'm hearing this actual experience of the firewalk something is getting activated within me to say i'm really curious 
I think I do want to do this. I think this is important for my journey. And um, and he he shared that you know that he was able to do it without getting burned. But then he went again, a second time, same night. And I think there was someone he knew, and they decided to dance in the in the middle of these, these embers, you know. And he did get burned. So the fire holds initiation for us. It's not just um, it holds us metaphorically, but it also holds it um, in actuality. We can get burnt. We can get wounded. But can we move through it and find the gift of what the fire represents or symbolically represents? So um, in thinking about this, the receptionist of the office decides she wants to do this, that, that this is the time that she wants to do it, but she doesn't want to go with a bunch of people. And I don't want to go with a bunch of people. And she says, Cheryl, you're the only one that I feel I can go with. Cause this is really like a sacred moment to both of us. It's a sacred moment of, of our own being, our own soul, our own healing, our own awakening. And um, it's like, and I'm honored. I'm actually very honored that she would say that. I remember feeling like I didn't expect her to 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 even think of me. And so I just I just feel some emotion right now. I felt very honored and um, indeed that I wanted to to do this because for me it was not a walk that I wanted to um, proclaim to a bunch of people. It wasn't something that I wanted. It wasn't like a cheerleader, rah, rah. It was a very sacred. <clears throat> and so as, as we knew this was coming up, and I think the people that um, orchestrated this did it with full moons um, only once a month. And I, I don't even know how, how long they did this for, if it was, was an ongoing process or if they only did it for a short for time like one summer I don't I don't remember but it came when we were going we knew where we were going to go and my whole lead up was my focus on this image that I had to bring back this spiritual aspect of myself and unbeknown to me Till later, many years later, when I did a, a soul recognition, there was a soul, this was part of a soul retrieval, really. <clears throat> but the reframing that I felt as I was getting all these bullet points was, this was step. You know, I have a hard time with this whole spiritual awakening because I feel like I've been connected to spirit since I was a little girl. But it was a step into initiation of really reclaiming that part of me to really embody that within me and to bring it more consciously into my day to day. Because as it was, it was like things would flow in and flow out. I would get, I actually got messages off and on. I would get, you know, visuals off and on, but I wasn't actively communicating um in a way that i felt i 
I had the potential to, where it was really an embodiment. I was really, I was, I was present, but I wasn't a co, a co, a creator, if you will. Um, I don't even know if that's the right word. So I desired to embody this spiritual part of myself on a much deeper conscious level in my human walk. So <clears throat> I feel like I wanted to share a little bit about the experience. First of all, never, ever attempt this on your own. Don't ever attempt this with a group of friends. This should be done in a very organized fashion with people who know how to prepare to prepare this, these the to actually prepare the fire and to to spread it out. Because um, I don't think there's any charcoal. And I don't know how they did it, but it was really the 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 wood, um, <clears throat> you know, the the embers of, of the the wood that they would use. So. In this, we um, were invited to pick like a piece of wood. It was like logs there, or, you know, chunks of wood that had been cut for us to, to place. And we had an intention to, of why we were there and what this would represent. I honestly don't even remember. It's been 30 years. I don't recall what I said. But I know I do remember my process up to that point. I remember days connecting into her, thinking about her, feeling her energy. She was my she was my focus. She was what I kept thinking of, feeling her and wanting to bring her back in to connect to her. And that was the other piece that came through after all these bullet points, what, what was one of the biggest things? And it's connection. It is the connection within ourselves to the creator, embodying that, and then the connection that we may have with other people. And, and holding really um, authentic, authentic connections, not just attractions or... Um, attachments or even um, affiliations, but really heart-to-heart -heart connections. You feel an alignment of soul-to-soul, -soul, even if you don't speak any words with each other. Your, your presence will speak it. So after that, we we were in a circle. We had to bring our own lawn chairs, beach chairs, you know, to sit. Um, there were a lot of people. <laughs> there was a lot of people. I don't even know. I mean, I'm. I will say easily there was at least forty, if not more, people in this. It was a big circle, <clears throat> and we were there for quite, <clears throat> quite some time into the late, late evening. I don't think I got home until after midnight, <clears throat> and I think we started. I think we were starting at six or close to six. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I really don't know. I just know it was evening when we got there. And it was late when we got back. We got back. 
So we went around the circle and sharing who we were, who we came with, why we came, what our intention was. And then it was more than just the firewalk. We had an opportunity to um, do several things. It was to break a brick, to bend rebar. Um, there was uh, an angel walk, there may have been something else um, that we did because it took a while. It took quite a while before this firewalk was actually ready. And we were told it was quite hot, hotter than other fires that they have attended to. They have um, people, I don't know where they go to train or to do this, to, to orchestrate it, but they had training and they knew what they were doing to prepare, prepare this and to prepare us. So <clears throat> I'll mention just briefly with the, the brick because um, with all these, with all these, I think it's important to realize, first of all, you can't do this for someone else. You have to do this because it comes, it's an, it's, it's an activation within yourself and you have to feel the impulse when the impulse rises and when it is sustained enough to, to step into it. Because as we went around this circle, we kind of just went in order. And I was like, if you weren't ready, you weren't ready. And that was okay, you would pass. And I wasn't ready. First time, I wasn't ready. I'm not even sure I was ready the second time. It took me, I could feel the rise and fall. I can feel the rise and fall of the energy. And it was like, not until I knew that I was ready to sustain it, did I step forward. Of course, they, they tell you um, your focus, your intention. I won't go into that detail. I don't, because I don't want anyone trying this. <clears throat> but typically, it would never, it, it, if you are truly in the right space, it will not hurt you. And um, I, I broke the brick, but there was a sting. There was a slight sting, but it didn't last didn't last and I never felt injured but I felt like it was that point of of a gift to really to really honor this process and I felt I had but there had been a little bit of um I remember backlash but that's not of of um of a seed planted of it may not be possible from from the field, not that immediate field, but in my my field. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't believe that. I believe all of this possible. But I think in that moment, it was an opportunity for me to say that I could have been holding that a little bit and therefore it gave me a little bit of a sting. But because I was able to actually achieve it, something rose inside of me that was like, I'm ready to do the next, the next one. And um, so where I was one of the later ones um, with the initial breaking of the brick, I was one of the first ones with the bending of the rebar. I would never do this again. <laughs> I would never do this again. It isn't something I have a, a desire to do again um but it was one of those things i had i was we were both given very specific instructions 
because the I don't even know who this gentleman was. And I think I may have spoken about this too. Um, we both kind of stood up at the same time. We were matched. And in order to do this, because of our size difference, weight difference, he would have to plant himself like, like a rock <laughs> and not be moving, not use his momentum. I would have to use my momentum to overcome his his being basically, um, you know, stationary, him being um, potential, his potential energy, I would need to kinetically, you know, be able to match that to get this to move. Um, and it did, I'm just saying, it did. It was, I, I've never seen anything so miraculous. And I'm not talking necessarily what we did, but everybody that was doing this, it was truly, mind-blowing in some ways um and then we did the angel walk which my the the woman i was with it was very it was probably more um soul touching for her um and her experience of that because it, you you i think we actually were blindfolded in this and and you're really surrendering to trust that people are going to guide you guide you actually down this we were up like on a little hillside but not really a hill um and and taking down in this walk and once people whisper to you beautiful beautiful words of of, of your beingness although i didn't even know you just honoring your presence of being here. So it was very much a place of trust. And then we had the fire walk, which um, you had, if you had any intention, any intention whatsoever, you had to take your shoes and your socks off and roll up your pant legs. You had to be ready. But when that impulse came, and it was sustained, you would go. Because if you had to stop and untie your shoes and take your socks off and roll your pant legs up, at that time, it would be gone. It would be gone. Again, um, I was not the first, I was not the last, but I remember feeling these waves, the waves of energy, you know, um, coming up to, to step into this and it would come and it would go. It would come and it would go. And you you don't want to walk too fast. And you don't want to walk too slow. And people shared that day, even of their experience of getting burned, that it is possible to happen, even though it's possible to not have it happen, which is more likely that it wouldn't happen. But there were cases one one woman who had done these many times many times shared the story of of her son wanting to have her walk with him it was a mother-son experience and bonding experience and she had no intention of doing the walk for herself that evening it wasn't that particular evening it was a different time she was telling telling us she had no intention of doing it but because he 
had expressed his desire, she decided to do it. But she knew it really wasn't in her heart to do it. And she did it anyway. And she did burn herself. I don't think these people burn themselves horrifically. Um, even, even my chiropractor who told me about it, his burning wasn't, it wasn't anything that caught needed hospitalization. But the fire has the potential to wound us, to injure us, and life can do that. It is, in my mind, the fire is symbolic of that. But the initiation of this fire and life is to come to a place of respecting what is and being able to, to be able to see, can we see past it? Can we see beyond the edge of the fire? And that was really important. In everything that we did, we had to really have our eye past it, just like the, the Indian archetype that I was connecting into. Her vision had to go beyond, it was beyond the immediate. And it was to be able to look at things from a higher perspective on that precipice of the cliff, but also be able to see it in the vision of which the divine God source, the creator is also upholding, which came, um, it's amazing how, how our guidance, how our higher self weaves things. Cause I had a similar experience um, at Masterpiece training camp where I stood at this place and um, I literally heard the creator talk to me. It was telepathic, but I heard it was like I was hearing words coming in. It wasn't here, it was here. And there was like a whole flow, <laughs> a whole, it wasn't just like da 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 No, it was like da 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 I stood there streaming. My, my eyes were in tears, just streaming. I had to come back and just sit, ground myself and sit and allow that to integrate and again tears were streaming and it was that moment it was like the melding of the vision and the actual the vision the vision of seeing this indian archetype princess if you will you know on the edge of this cliff looking out and having a very similar embodied experience and hearing the creator talked to me. And I remember I couldn't hold it back. We got into a group to share and I just was like, I don't even know what I said. I have no clue. I just knew that I had to be the first one to talk. 
I don't know what I said. I don't really think I talked about my experience as much as there was some message that needed to, to flow through. So it's amazing how life weaves those experiences and how when I did a um, soul recognition, the Indian, Indian princess, if you will, Indian archetype came in. And what's interesting is I had three different like experiences with that. At the end of our few days, I don't know, I think we're there for three days. Someone else came to me and she said, I sang that same song that you sang. It was like I sang in a Native American tongue language. It was like uh, a song of, of grieving and passage because there had been loss, there had been death, like the whole tribe had been wiped out except for me. And I remember raising my, I was in like a, like a hypnotic state, but I really wasn't, she didn't have to do anything. I went where I needed to go and I knew I could go where I needed to go. I just needed someone to hold the space for it. I remember waving my arms and singing this song and it was like, and crying and da da da. And it just flowed out. And when she told me she had that same experience, I was, I knew it was a validation to um, you know, other dimensions and other energies that are we can tap into, tap into for healing as well as retrieval and maybe even initiation. So with the firewalk, we'll jump back to that. Um, so I did it. I was able to, to walk it. It's not a hop, skip and a jump. I will say that. I really don't remember how far it is, but it's, I remember thinking, oh, that's farther than I thought. <laughs> okay. Um, but also the, the message that I feel is really important is for us, to know within us when to 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 respond to to respond and to follow that impulse that comes and sometimes it will come and go and it'll come and go and then it's time it's time to answer that to answer that that call just like some things have been coming in and I've been feeling like it's time for me to do another another workshop this um, we've done a variety of things in house over in my my practice over the last few years, and the first one was this She Speaks workshop, Awakening to Your Divine Feminine Wisdom, and I feel like now it's She Speaks Two. We're going to be doing that from really the the place of shifting the wounds to wisdom. That is specifically the um, intention of that and to planting the seeds and um, I don't want to say too much because I want to keep that for, for the, the women who are going to be with me face to face. We may end up offering this um, more in terms of like a, a virtual offering. I was received the message. I don't know, it's been probably over a year now there would be two groups 
So I feel like this is time to to start this and part of this whole um, fire and flame, the fluff in the forest <laughs> um, has been a call to, to bring that in. So the fire, so they show me, remember the firewalk, the firework, the fire can burn you, the fire can cr create wounds, but the way to, to really alchemize that and transcend that is to take it into the higher heart. And what my guidance was showing me from the movie, um, A Knight's Tale, it's, it's actually an adorable movie. Um, it takes place in medieval time, but it's very lighthearted and the music is, is fun in it. Um, it's not necessarily traditional. Some stuff isn't traditional night in that terms of that era, but um, there's a story. There's a story of a Thatcher's son and him believing he can change his stars and he can have a different life and become a knight, which he does. And I would encourage you to, to read it. So there is a deep meaning in that, even though it's within this lighthearted um, movie. But it also gives rise to, to virtues, virtues of integrity and standing for that, even if it could potentially burn you, could cost this man his life. Um, he chose to follow uh, and do what he knew was, he was going to do what was right in his heart and how that served him. And that is something we each have to answer for ourselves. No one can answer that for you. You can only answer that through your own human walk, your own human stepping into the fire and being able to walk through it to the other side to be able to get to that other end where you aren't burned and you're able to actually take the wisdom of that experience into your higher heart and then embody that wisdom as one of my mentors sue brown is like we are we are music <clears throat> her whole um bringing bringing a new framework to chiropractic was within the place of tone and geometry and quantum physics and but that we are music there's a quote about that i think einstein speaks of we're walking music and light and sound and frequency but that we are and this is how she spoke of it you know the subluxation the the experiences that we can't integrate in the moment we end up storing that and in that storing is a beautiful opportunity when we are ready when the nerve system can take that learn grow and evolve and that evolution serves us it serves our soul it gives us wisdom that we walk with in terms of its now into um, our cellular structure into the, the new frequencies i think of it as um because you talk about music learning to play music I, I see it as walking around with sheets of music that i haven't been able to learn let's say i play the piano we used to have a piano teacher upstairs in our, um, at my studio and you could 
you know, the students, um, you could tell the difference between the students versus, versus the instructor. Um, but, but, you know, it was still good. It was still good because these kids were learning how to, how to play. And, um, but it's, it's like, to me, you're walking around with these sheets of music. And then as we start to learn and grow these and take in this music, we don't need to carry the sheets around anymore. We know the music, we know we can play it. And maybe we don't even need to play it again. Maybe it's something that we can actually then be catapulted on to learn something new. But if we need to, we have that frequency. We have that to, to call upon. Because in the place of, I believe in the place of mastery, um, because of the, the words of, you remember the, the F words were about mastery. The E words were about love. So in mastering love, I believe sometimes we are called forth to bring that frequency back up. It may be a frequency of compassion, a frequency of, of um, integrity. It may be a frequency of, um, of just holding space. You know, whatever, whatever the experience it is, whatever it is that we have learned and grown and evolved from and now have taken on wisdom, the wisdom becomes a part of us. It is a part of our matrix. It is what the soul has sought for all along. It is what it came here for. And so that fire walk, that initiation that may not have felt so good, may have actually burned you or scarred you is a gift, is a gift, a holy gift. And so I think about, um, I have a scar on my leg that's, that's probably about that long. It's thin, it's very thin. But this came from um, our cat. And um, I don't know what startled. She was on my lap. I was wearing shorts. I was sitting down and something startled her. Could have been my phone, something, maybe an alarm went off. She went bing and she barely broke the skin, but it was enough to just have a little bit of, of blood. And I mean, I don't even think I had to put any sort of banding on it. It was just a break of the skin, very, very slightly. But I still have a, a you can see a very, very fine white scar. And I remember first thinking, <laughs> I don't want that on my leg. And now, maybe it's because I'm older too, but I also believe it's because she's not here with us anymore. She um, would have been three weeks from her 19th birthday. We got her eight weeks, Kendra was five. She was basically almost 19. I feel like I raised two girls. And um, I look at that now and I go, thank you. Because every time I look at that, I remember her. I remember the beauty and the love she brought to our family. And the connection that Kendra needed. And I needed Kendra to have. And it also bound the three of us. And then I had, and Kendra went off to school. And she went off to do some other work that required her traveling. Kitten was with me. It was a bond. It was a connection that the three of us had. It was of pure love, pure devotion, and um, companionship as well. 
So in the movie, let's get back to the movie of, of the, um, of the Knight's Tale. In this, there's a place where the, the so-called knight, who's not actually knight, has some um, dilapidated armor, but now it's it's in a place of it needs repair. And they don't have, he has a little entourage. Um, and they don't have the money at this point to continue in these events there's these tournament events. And um, the blacksmiths that are there tell him, well, you maybe you should go talk to the woman, the woman blacksmith. But they're, they're they are like, really? Um, so in their desperation, and that's how they felt, they went to speak to this woman who's a blacksmith. And she, she's like, no, I don't work for free. <laughs> I'm not going to do it for you. So they use a little reverse psychology on her and they say, well, they said you couldn't do it. And she's like, well, because I'm a woman. And they're like, nope, not because you're a woman. It's because you're good with horseshoes, but you're not good with armor. And she like takes, she takes, takes the armor and is like, I'm going to show you what I can do. It is in this moment that the message was where it is the melding. It is the melding. It is the ability of, of the fire and the flame to actually transform. She knew a way of heating this in such a way that it, it actually simplified the armor. It made it thinner and it made it stronger. She was able to, and I, I kept, um, you know, you, you talk about being forged under fire. It was able to actually create something better to alchemize it more simple and yet stronger so when he looks at the armor now it's like you got to be kidding me <laughs> they're you know this isn't going to protect me and she's like do you have the courage do you have the courage to even test it out and so they do they have some i don't know what the name for it, but it's like this huge you know it's it's not like a telephone pole type thing. I know there's a name for this. Some sort of ramming rod, I guess. And it's up on chains and they hit him, you know, and he falls amongst these bags of whatever in, in this, you know, it looks like they're in a stable. And he's like, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> I mean, he gets plummeted, pushed back. He's like, I didn't feel anything. And so when he in walks into the arena, they're laughing at him because it looks like he's wearing basically nothing. It's so thin, but it gives him the ability to move and to breathe. And it's like a more like skin. Um, so the, the wisdom that I felt and guidance I was receiving is this is the holy flame, the holy flame of our higher heart that holds love, power, and wisdom. So we come back to a place of empowerment in this flame of eternal love, in this God spark that is within every single one of us. We all hold it. And it is there that the alchemization, the transformation, 
the absolution where all can be forgiven and to be able to come to a place of wisdom and an opportunity to see that initiation, to see that firewall, to see that wound into a beautiful gift, something more beautiful. It, his armor became something more beautiful than he imagined. It served him in more ways than one. This is where our walk, our walk of experience serves us, truly serves us. If we're willing to, to receive that and to see that, to feel it, to see it with new eyes and to alchemize it here, it's not enough, I believe, it's not enough to just see it. We have to take it in. We have to take it in and alchemize it within us. And I'm not going to go into that, how um, how I feel. I've I've done that and how we're going to do it in this, this net workshop coming up. But we are going to step into that with, with the women. And I hope they find also their ways. Part of this is to help each one of us be catapulted, to be catalyzed, to be activated into our own wisdom. Above and anything else, that's always been the place where I stand. My wisdom isn't necessarily, it may offer you something, you may see and receive something within that, but the real gift is yours. It is your walk and your experience. Um, I feel like today is a lot of things that are kind of resurfacing. <laughs> and um, this was back, oh my gosh, it's been probably 13, let me just say 13 years, 14 years, probably close to 14 years now. Well, so I encountered of real frustration with spirit because I felt I was shown the vision. I was walking it and then it was taken away. And it took me a while before I could understand it and reframe it, if you will. Um, because in that process, it was like, I could feel in my gut a place like a knot that was not going away. It was like it's sitting right here and what i was trying to do is symbolically look at this from a place of what does that mean if it's in my gut in the digestion process we chew you know um the digestion is going to start with, with saliva but we're going to swallow it's going to churn within the stomach so we then pass within the intestines small intestines where it's actually going to start to be re it's going to be absorbed as it's broken down it's going to be absorbed through the bloodstream where at that point it's going to be broken down into such small whether it's amino acids or glucose it's going to be broken fats going to be broken down where the body can then re-assimilate it it's the re-assimilation process then it takes the food or in this case my experience and creates something new 
food becomes either fuel or to be used in the moment or it can be um, stored or it can be used for repair and growth of tissue. Okay, so I was not reassimilating. I was having trouble reabsorbing it. It was stuck. And it was not until I heard someone else speak and he talked about life being unexplainable, unexpected, and impermeable. It's impermanent. It's not permanent. The vision came to pass, but it changed. The timeline changed. And I was struggling. I couldn't figure out how to move that and reassimilate it into something more beautiful. But once I realized that I was stuck and I was able to release it, to give it back to the creator, I felt like I really had to take that and give it back. You know, I took it into my heart, but I also had to let it go. And in that, then I could, things moved. I wasn't, I don't feel like I hold this, this energy in my gut. Um, because I don't know how that would have continued over a long time. It was bound up energy. So what I feel this is about is when we have our own life experience that we own. And we are able to take that into our heart for alchemization or for re-assimilation, transformation, however that is to be of a reorganizational process, a recreation, that is beauty. That is the beauty and the gift. I used to have this, I probably have it somewhere. I don't know, I, can't, I don't know where it came from. Um, I think I cut it out for like doing a vision board and it was, it was just three words, find your beauty. And when I moved from one apartment to another, my friend who was helping me actually stuck that I had a couple of these things and she, I don't know how she found it and she just stuck it on my, like on my dresser. And I was like, I wanna be able to see that. That's important to me. It really sparks something inside of me. And to me, find your beauty is finding your wisdom, finding your truth, finding how this experience of the fire, of the initiation, of the wound serves you. It is a beautiful gift for the soul to learn, to grow, evolve, and to give back to the creator force, to expand and grow. So the fire walk, this this flame with the the and the um, melding that occurs, that um, an alchemization that occurs with the flame. And then I was hearing the word fluff <laughs> and they were showing me pink cotton candy. And so I had to look up, how do you make cotton candy? I mean, I know it's like sugar, but it's like sugar and water and heat, you know, and then and maybe there's some food coloring or flavoring that's put into it, you know, but as a kid, cotton candy's like magical. It's, it's like, oh, I want that. I want to try that. I want to touch that. I want to taste that. You know, I've, I've eaten my fair share of cotton candy as a kid. Do I want it now? No. It's like, no, I, all I can see it is being smushed and in this just pink 
pink liquid. <laughs> you know, it, it has no sustenance. It has no nourishment. It really has no fuel. And that's what it, they were contrasting fluff versus fuel. Our experience is what will fuel the flame. And once we get the wisdom, it is food. It is food to the soul. It revives our passion. It revives our purpose to be here. We reclaim our own power of who we are, our own sovereignty, our own truth to walk our walk and to walk this path that we're on and to recognize it's a beautiful thing that our life is indeed beautiful for us and perfect for us in this moment. We may have had multiple, multiple, multiple lifetimes and multiple, multiple different types of experience that held quite contrast. But in this particular moment, whatever it is, is divinely orchestrated. It is divinely beautiful. And to own that is where the real wisdom comes. So the fluff to me was also a place of like, um, you know, I might read something, I might be inspired by something, I might like, gosh, that is, that just really touches my heart, I can feel the truth of that, um, and, and that is a good, is a good place, I think it's a good place of really um, expanding our, our consciousness, however, I believe the key to really the embodiment of that, not just expanding our awareness and consciousness and seizing, but the real embodiment is the test, is the test life has given us. The test that we have taken with every single step that may have, uh, we have um, encountered the potential fire. So that eventually as we are, fueled and we are forged in this this higher flame we recognize where there may be fluff or where we might be um, guided to go off our path we are actually able to use higher discernment higher um, um, higher awareness from our hearts knowing that we will listen and we end up using that wisdom in in the art the art of living life of practicing the mastery of love practicing being the the wisdom that we you know to own it as a soul and to be the souls um, these pearls of wisdom to take it into our embodiment every day in every way it may be appropriate. So with the fire, the firewalk, with this flame of the higher heart and seeing the blacksmith, seeing the cotton candy in the fluff and re recognizing the opposite is the fuel, the fuel of what our own experience will provide for us, how it is the fuel and feeds the soul. It took me back to the forest. <laughs> And I felt like I was kind of jumping all over. The point of it was to come to a place of reframing, to take that place of 
so I, I like to make, well, I don't make them very much now, but I used to make um, um, wreaths. And I would have an idea in my mind of colors and textures and the energy about it. And I would usually go to the craft store and buy, or sometimes I would use some things I had, you know, a grape, a grape wreath with nothing on it. And then I would buy silk. I'd pick out silk flowers and I'd put them together. And I'd spend a bunch of time, you know, combining them and seeing how, how I want to do them. And then when I get home, I put it all out. And I would get lost in this creative process. I could sit there for hours. Time would just flow by. And usually, it would. I, I have to say, it always turned out better than I had imagined. So when I say that phrase to people, more than you could possibly imagine, I know it's possible with anything and everything. So um, I would just go into that space of, putting those together. And in some ways, it's kind of like having a vision board or a collage. You've put these things together and I don't know if you've ever framed it. You've put a frame around it. And maybe you've done that and it's time now to actually, maybe there's redo it. And maybe there's some things um, that you want to keep in that vision to come to pass you're going to reframe it. You're going to reframe all these pieces. And that's how I felt today. I was like, we want you to reframe it to a place of your own walk. And so the forest has been um, a gift. It's been a gift because there's woods, like a woodland area outside my studio where my practice is. I never thought I would be here as long as I have, and I can't seem to, I can't seem to leave that sacred space. There's a creek. Um, although the property has been subdivided, there is a creek that runs on the property. Um, we often have deer, and we I've seen um, um, what is that? I can't think of the name of it. A raccoon. Um, we get bunnies. Of course, we get the the cats that are nearby, but usually it's the deer. Um, lots of birds, and um, it's just a really sacred. It's a sacred space. And so, the other day, I was called to go into the forest, but first to go into the forest in my meditation and to to ground into Mother Earth's heart herself because I felt mother energy this has been going on for a while energies of the mother and how spirit was was showing me that and as i was holding that they also were putting these rose petals on my on my heart it was like now that you've connected to energies of of a higher frequency we need to come into a greater place of creation in terms of the embodiment and to bring it through you and ground to mother earth's heart and in connecting to her, I thought then I was just going to come back up. But it was like, no, she came up with me. It was like we stayed connected and grounded, but then she came into my heart. And it was like this melding of all this creation energy from Mother Earth, from the heavenly, divine, cosmic mother. And it was 
like intertwined in my heart. I was feeling it move and pulsate out my hands and to go out through all space and dimensions to really honor, honor that connection of the creation codes that we all carry, the creation codes that I was holding and the creation codes of Mother Earth and the creation from the creator, the feminine force, the feminine principle of, of the creator. And so it became one of really trying to share that. And, and I wrote that in the blog and I, and it's my most newest one. You can check it on the way of feminineforce.com. So the forest holds deep, deep um, reverence. And so yesterday as I was driving, um, I was driving to, to get adjusted and it's across about a 35 minute drive. I'm seeing the hillside and I'm really just drawn to the trees. It's like, this is um, not by coincidence. I'm being drawn to the trees to see the evergreen trees. Sometimes it would look more emerald. Sometimes it had a, like a, a spruce, more of a blue color, which really spoke to me deeply. As I'm getting off, you know, I, I take kind of a side side road to get there. I'm not driving on major, I am on a freeway, but it's not a major freeway. And then there's side roads and it's just lined with trees. And I can see more of the hillside than I can actually see when I'm here in, in my, my town of, of Kent. And I'm just taking this in. And of course it's Earth Day. Yesterday was Earth Day. So it was like, this could not be more divinely timed. And, and orchestrated and just feeling into this honoring of that our human walk holds the potential of deep wisdom when we can take it all into the flame of our higher heart and we can ground it we can ground it into the embodiment of our cellular structure and even take it into mother earth and to know that she's supporting us. She's supporting us in this walk too, just as the heavenly realm is supporting us too. And I'm just feeling these, these um, um, waves of energy, of gold energy now, holding us in this sacred space. You wanna just take your hand and place it on your heart anywhere in your higher heart, your heart space, wherever, wherever you're feeling, and just take a few breaths to feel the rise and the fall of your heart space, expansion and the gentle contraction. It creates the pulse that allows us to breathe in spirit and to let go of anything that no longer serves us be able to be embodied divinity, Shamakura Tisara. Or is to be our wise, the soul essence of that which we have had through multiple lifetimes and that which we are receiving in this, this lifetime. Taking the gold, the Christ light, Christ consciousness, and allowing that to pulsate out pulsate in waves, like sonic waves, that can be taken up to the heart that stands next to you, 
and all the weaves of consciousness upon Mother Earth. The plants, the trees, the animals that walk, that swim, that fly, crawl, can you that a sound? Letting all feel the love, the love that we're all here to master. So bless you, bless you, bless you. On your walking, your human walk, and all the fires that you may encounter to keep your focus beyond and to really seek the flame of your higher heart to absolve it, to transmute it in love, to seek the wisdom that it holds, to allow it to expand within your being, within every cell of your body, into your DNA, your RNA, every, every part, intracellular structure, organelle, cell membrane, all fluids, your entire body temple and allowing that to permeate through the biofield, the emotional, the upper lower mental, the soul and the spiritual to connect just like our hearts. It sends an electrical impulse through branches within every cell has intercalated, they're intercalated discs that pass the impulse. It's propagated easily from one to the other in a synchronized fashion. And then all that you pulsate can be propagated to the next heart and to the waves of consciousness. So not only are you surrounded in gold, Mother Earth surrounded and her field expands and she connects into the galactic realm and that we're all connected from our heart above, below, within, throughout all time, space, dimensions, realms, universes, galaxies, pathways, portals, gateways, timelines, past, present, future, and ancestral. May the wisdom you receive through your life experiences serve you in your highest and best. Even more beautiful than you possibly could imagine. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be. Much love and have the most glorious day. So thank you from my heart to yours for taking your precious time and energy to join me today in the sacred space. To receive the soul wisdom of the white rose and to drink from the jasmine tea, the tea of life and our human experience. Blending and weaving both for our growth, for evolution, not only for our own soul, but to also support and activate those around us and to uplift humanity 
Ishana Kipatro. So if this has served you and you wish to receive more, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Kanipatasana, as well as on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Way of the Feminine Force, where there are more meditations as well as messages and musings that you can listen to and support your journey. Have a beautiful day. Blessed be.